Pray with me. Spirit of glory, Spirit of God, bless us with a word of life this day to restore, support, and strengthen us as we seek to be one with you. Amen. Our psalm reading this morning is Psalm 16, a psalm of David. Protect me, God, because I take refuge in you. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have nothing good. Now as for the holy ones in the land, the magnificent ones that I was so happy about, let their suffering increase because they hurried after a different God. I won't participate, participate in their blood offerings. I won't let their names cross my lips. You, Lord, are my portion, my cup. You control my destiny. The property lines have fallen beautifully for me. Yes, and I have a lovely home. I will bless the Lord who advises me. Even at night, I am instructed in the depths of my mind. I always put the Lord in front of me. I will not stumble because the Lord is on my right side. That's why my heart celebrates and my mood is joyous. Yes, my whole body will rest in safety because you won't abandon my life to the grave. You won't let your faithful follower see the pit. You teach me the way of life in your presence is total celebration. Beautiful things are always in your right hand. Our second reading is from the New Testament book of Romans, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, living sacrifice and transformed lives. So siblings in Christ, because of God's mercies, I encourage you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice that is holy and pleasing to God. This is your appropriate priestly service. Don't be confronted to the patterns of this world. Don't be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can figure out what God's will is, what is good and pleasing and mature. Our sermon text this morning is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. This is Jesus talking. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its saltiness, how will it become salty again? It's good for nothing except to be thrown away and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city on top of a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. Instead, they put it on top of a lampstand, and it shines on all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before people so they can see the good things you do and praise your Father who is in heaven. This teaching by Jesus comes in the midst of three chapters in Matthew that are called the Beatitudes or the Sermon on the Mount. 
It was a long and lengthy sermon that Jesus gave, and we get kind of the highlights in the gospel, a lot that are easy to remember, because they're short, kind of sweet and to the point. This is one of those. He's talking about what separates the people who are following him around and listening to him teach. What separates them and makes them distinct in the world? You see, the world has its own pressures. It's pressures on us to be a certain way or act a certain way or conform to certain ways of being. And if there's one thing Jesus did in his time is he came to challenge those things. To challenge all of the ways the world put pressure on people to be a certain way. So he compares people to salt and light. Now the light we might be able to connect with, we have light, we have lights in our house, The salt's probably a little tougher in our context to relate to. What is Jesus saying about salt? Let's go back to Jesus' time. Salt was vital for survival. In an arid and hot climate, salt is how you preserved meat. Salt was vital to life. Without salt you would die. It was that necessary in their context. So when Jesus says, be salt, be the salt of the earth, Jesus is telling the people that it's their job to go out into the world and to be this life-giving source for all of creation. Salt is what makes things taste good. Have you ever had bread where you forgot salt? Has anyone ever done that? Have you ever made something that you thought you were putting sugar in and you were putting salt? I made the mistake of putting a spoonful of salt in coffee one morning. It was not good. It's a vital nutrient. When I was a tech in the ICU, Something so simple as having low sodium in your blood could do so many awful things to your body. Your heart rhythm needs salt to beat. It is vital for life. Jesus is saying to the ones following him around and listening to his teachings, they are to go out into the world to bring life to the world. We often hear about or talk about it in terms of the world that is dead to sin, that death exists in the world. And Jesus came to remove the barrier of sin and death and to bring life into creation, to recreate, to bring the salt back into the world. So the people were to be vital, a vital nutrient for the world that was starving and hungry. And they were to be light. Light is also vital. Light illuminates darkness. What likes to be hidden. Ask a child to go into a room. 
Ask him to go when the lights are on and to go when the lights are off. And you're going to get two very different reactions. Light brings comfort and safety and security where darkness can bring dread and fear. And light is not just for the person. It is for all people in the house to enjoy. He encourages them to let their light shine before all people so that they can see the good things that they do. As those seeking to follow Jesus, just like these people, we are called to be salt and light in the world. We are called to live in the world, but as Paul calls it, not live, not be of the world. So there is a part of us that is always foreign to our environment. We're not really citizens here, we're visitors. We're missionaries. And we are still, like these people 2,000 years ago, called to go out to illuminate darkness, to bring life-giving nutrients to creation, to people who are starving for it, and to do good things, and to praise God. Sometimes this can feel overwhelming. But don't let yourself get overwhelmed. Because we're never called to do it alone. We are called as the church to be this. And we each are members of the church, given gifts and talents that, when combined, provide everything we need to be salt and light. I take comfort in this passage because it removes my own tendency to make grand plans of things I have to accomplish or do to meet what Jesus is talking about. I'll come up with kind of grand plans or what I see the church doing in the future or what I want us to do together in the future, and it can be exhausting. Jesus isn't talking about grand plans. Jesus is talking about a way of being in the world each and every day. We are these things. Wherever we go, whatever we say, whatever we do, the most mundane and boring things, we are salt and light. And I am convinced more and more that it's those mundane and boring things that have the biggest lasting impact. Showing kindness to somebody when they need it that we have no idea that need is even there. Lending a listening ear. Smiling. Showing up when they say they need someone. Sitting in silence with someone going through grief, loss. These 
are ways we are salt and light in the world. We bring life. We bring light. We do it together. So for our graduates, you're going to have grand plans of things you want to do. You're going to put an immense amount of pressure on yourself that can seem very overwhelming. So hang on to these two things. Whatever you do, be salt and light. Wherever you are, be salt and light so that people know what it is to live, so people know safety and security and love and compassion and kindness and peace and joy and hope. You will bring those things simply by being who you are. We are salt and light in this world. Amen. I'd ask Jane and Caden to come up for a second. And anyone who taught them in their entire time here at this church, Sunday school, confirmation, if you interacted with them in a positive way or taught them anything, come on up here. Kind of gather around. You can gather kind of behind and around. Jane and Caden, you didn't get here on your own. Take a look around the people who are gathered around you, people of this congregation who have loved and supported you and taught you, they're not going anywhere. You're going somewhere. You're going off to college. This will always be a place with the people who love and care for you, who are excited to see what's next. But their love is not because of what you do or can do or will do, but because of who you are. And that can never change. So CPC will always be a place of love and support for you, no matter what you go on to do or where you do it. And there are other people in your future who will love and nurture and support you throughout your life. And you will do that for others, as you already have. So go out with our blessing. Go out with our love and our joy. Go out into this world and be salt and light in whatever you do. And know that these people will be there with you and for you and be proud of you. So go with God's blessing, go with our blessing and our love into the world. Amen. Siblings, God loves and cares for each of us. Therefore, cast all anxiety on God and keep alert so that we may remain steadfast in faith with Christ who supports and strengthens us in all things. And all God's people joyfully said, Amen. Share the love of Christ with one another. Amen.